Hey, this is Toby in Post. There's a slight audio issue with this episode. I'm a wee bit loud. JT's a little bit quiet, but it's just for one episode. Enjoy. All right, so today's session, you know what I got for you, Toby? But don't we have to do our starting roll? Oh, are we doing... I thought we already did the pre-roll. We've done the pre-roll, but not the main roll. All right, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Rules as Written, the D&D podcast, where we tell you the rules and how to make and break them. As they were written. Well, mostly. <laughs> All right, so what do we got on the agenda today? Today, we've got the environment. The environment? Yeah. Okay. Should be riveting. I love me some environment. Yeah. Animals. So, the environment involves things like falling, suffocating, vision and light, and interacting with objects, food and water, that kind of stuff. Okay. So, the first part we'll talk about is falling. Mm -hmm. uh, falling in the player's handbook is a pretty hand-wavy type of, like, every 10 feet that you fall, mm -hmm. you take 1d6 bludgeoning damage to a maximum of 20d6. I do like that it's bludgeoning. <laughs> yeah, some, some, some I don't know. Face <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to be anything else, but it's just, <laughs> just to really, not like full damage, just straight up bludgeon. <laughs> But, like, the weird thing about that is that, I mean, it's very linear, right? Which doesn't have... Yeah, that is. It's not like you're picking up speed or anything. Which is why we also have... Oh! The, the Dungeon Master's Tools, and I believe is also... Dungeon Masters? Oh, Xanathar's Guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Xanathar's Guide, we have more extended rules for falling. Okay, a little sounds bit useful. Down. So, you have the same, like... Um, Every 10 feet, you take 1d6, but the rate of falling has changed. So, so what does that mean? It doesn't do what you would expect it to do, actually. Okay. It just means that if you're in like a situation where you're really, really high up, mm -hmm. right? The rules that they give is you can instantaneously descend up to 500 feet. So I guess in like a rule of combat, it's like one round is like 500 feet. Ah, oh, so your free fall is 500 feet. You go instantly to, to terminal yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> just okay. zero to 500. Okay. Straight off the bat. So that's kind of like the extra thing that they give for like a regular person falling mm -hmm. regularly at super high heights. But the second thing that they give is all about creatures that can fly and what happens to make them fall. Okay, so how does this work? So if a creature that can fly mm -hmm. has its speed reduced to zero feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's zero feet per second. Okay. <laughs> it instantly starts to fall. And it'll fall at that like five. Oh, the image I've got in my head is like magical. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking about like spells that could do this, the most funny one would definitely be hold person. If you find a humanoid that can fly. If, like, I, but they, ha it? they can't fly through magical means, that's the thing. Uh, could a cro- is it a croaky? Koike? The raven people, I forget their names. Can they fly? Well, if you have a race of people that can fly, I mean, that's even funnier. If they're a humanoid, that, then like... you can just <laughs> hold them and then... <laughs> just instantly fall. <laughs> hold them, but not hold them in place. <laughs> <laughs> to their doom. <laughs> That's basically the extra rules that this gives you. Okay. 
just for like flying creatures and then that extra like little instant 500 feet but i think also like there should be somewhere where you can get like a logarithmic yeah i've heard some people doing logarithmic uh styles like you say there's loads and loads of rules out there though like if you just give it a quick google you'll find 20 billion types of logarithmic fall damage yeah and that might make sense in the case that you have like that barbarian with 130 hp who <laughs> just cannot die from fall damage <laughs> he can fly from unfathomable heights and he ha- he he's a cat basically <laughs> it's like like master chief in that in halo yeah oh man that's a, that's a beautiful thought so i've got a few extra rules on full damage from Tasha's from Tasha's new stuff. Right, so it. it's it's really quick. It's just falling into water. You can use your reaction to make a DC 15 athletics or acrobatics check um, to see if you land head or feet first. On a successful check, any damage from the result from the fall is halved. So you still take normal damage if you fall into water? Yeah, I mean, like real life, you must have belly flopped at some point. <laughs> Fucking hurts. <laughs> I right? guess yeah. I guess it depends on which way you go in. But then there's also like the kind of like diving principle where you can. Dive well, that's what like the crazy. that's what the acrobatics and athletics is for. Okay. Right. But as far as I'm aware, like the faster you go, water just ends up like concrete. Like bullets can only go like a foot or two below water. Yeah. Because they just like a shatter. Certain, that has to be like a certain height, though. But I guess this yeah. is already dealing with those heights. Yeah. You have to be going pretty pretty high up to Yeah, I might homebrew in a rule where it's like, what's what's the, um, when does full damage start? How far do you have to fall for full damage to kick in? Oh, it doesn't say. Uh, it just says, at the end of the fall, a creature takes 1d6 bludgeoning so damage for every 10 feet. 10 feet. So 10 feet, it's already at 1d6. I suppose that's just like that's your knees. Yeah, that's a little yeah, if you're a wizard, you got old like arthritis. Level, level one wizard can Ooh. die from the latest, <laughs> <laughs> latest stuff. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe just like as you're playing, if you're the DM, just say, oh, you fell 30 feet into water and nothing happens. So and then after you, that, you start. Would you allow for, because in, in the rules as they are written, mm-hmm. they give you no real method or way of like reducing the amount of fall damage, except for that bit in water. But, I mean, as we've seen from parkour and ninjas, <laughs> that you can do kind of like a roll or something. Would you allow this kind of thing to... I think it's if you're prepared for it. Okay. You could do an acrobatics check. Maybe up to like a certain... Yeah, up to a certain height. 500 feet. <laughs> 500 feet, <laughs> but I rolled! <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Up to what? 20 feet? 30 feet, maybe? I think it depends how prepared you are. I think that's a really case-by-case thing. It's like if you're really prepared, if you're taking the running jump, but if you're in combat, you fall backwards off a ledge. Yeah, then you're just, you're going. Yeah. That makes sense. So a little bit before we move on, falling onto a creature. If you fall into the space of a second creature and neither of them is tiny. So if one of you is a tiny creature, nothing happens. But the second creature must must succeed on a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or be impacted by the falling creature. And enemy damage resulting from the fall is divided evenly between those creatures. Ah, so you can cushion your fall a little bit by projectiling yourself onto enemy or something. Yeah, but also you're both knocked prone unless it's two or more sizes larger than the falling creature. So you falling is always knocked prone, the person who's falling, but whoever you fall onto, if they are two sizes larger than you, then they're okay. But if they're only one, they're going down. Yeah. That gnome is taking out that barbarian. <laughs> it's happening. Cannonball. 
<laughs> so the next section, suffocating. Mm -hmm. So the two main principles on this section seem to be that it gives you a how to calculate how long you can hold your breath. Okay. And then it also tells you what happens after you run out of breath. Like how long do you start to die? Okay. And Good things to know. Yeah. I mean, like in real life too, right? If you could be like a David Blaine versus like, you know, literally anyone. Like me, me versus that, uh, not David Blaine. <laughs> yeah, two, two categories of people here. So the way to calculate that is you can hold your breath for one plus your constitution modifier worth of minutes. Mm -hmm. So... So a big old mode. barbarian could hold his breath for like six minutes. Yeah, if you really like, if you, if you really go into con, yeah, in six minutes. That's almost uh, David Blaine was like thirty minutes or something crazy. Was he? It's definitely real. I, is, yeah. It's definitely real. I'm a man <laughs> whose fame comes from fooling people. <laughs> Here's a thing I did. <laughs> All right, mate. Sure, sure. Yeah. Go on. We live in a crazy world. <laughs> What's he? He hasn't done anything in ages. Yeah, apparently he died, actually. And then <laughs> it's just like his... All I remember from David Blaine is that he had one in the UK where he's like suspended in a box. And all it was, this was like early internet, like a thing like late 2000s. All it was was every news story was just him taking a shit in the box. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had like this tube that he had to poop and pee into. And just every photo of it was when to see David Blaine. He took a shit. <laughs> it's like, I think his whole thing is that he does something that would otherwise be like a relatively boring thing for so long that it becomes <laughs> impressive. Yeah, fair enough. I, I sat there. <laughs> I literally did nothing. All right, suffocating. So, now, yeah. So that's how long you can hold your breath at a minimum of 30 seconds. So I guess if you have like minus two to constitution, why would you do that? But, oh yeah, minus is. Yeah. And that's why that's there, I guess. So when a creature runs out of breath, then you start to choke, right? Um, You have, it gives you a number of rounds. Right? Okay. And a round is like six seconds, right? Yeah. So the amount of rounds that it takes for you to drop to zero hit points and dying is your constitution modifier, minimum of one round. Mm-hmm. So just the flat constitution modifier. Yeah, and then you can't regain hit points or be stabilized until you can breathe again. So you can't just like heal yourself out of- Out of suffocating. suffocating. <laughs> so when you teleport into a wall, you can't just cast cure wounds. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> help. Help, help, help. Going back actually, I'm imagining if that 30 seconds rule wasn't there and you have your minus con and you must always be yes. inhaling. Like, yeah. <laughs> as soon as, as, as you second. breathe out, you'll start, oh, I'm woozy. <gasps> okay, so oh, I'm woozy. Your mouth for a half second and that's all it takes. You're gone, baby. Oh, go on, carry on. So, I think that's the bit on suffocating. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Okay. So, a little mathy, but not too much. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty straightforward. Yeah. The part of vision and light that we'll do. Ah, right. this is a thing. It's a little bit more of a thing. Yeah. So, vision and light kind of goes into two, roughly two areas. I guess okay. three, right? The first is that everything's fine. You can see everything. Mm hmm Right? The natural like, I can see you right now, and you're beautiful. And the second <laughs> one is me with, like, out glasses. Okay. <laughs> Slightly obscured. So they give you examples like dim light, patchy fog, moderate foliage. Aye. Um, 
And then it says you have disadvantage on perception checks that rely on sight. Okay. But yeah, that will make sense, really. Yeah. So I think that works both ways. Because maybe it says like foliage. Maybe there's something else that is behind foliage. Mm. That's a good thing to remember. Just because you are not obscured in foliage or something. Right. Would that? Uh, it's your sight lines that you're checking each time. So it only mentions perception checks, mm -hmm. right? But I feel like that would also affect other things. Like what about an attack? Like if you're shooting an arrow at something that you can only... Would you have to take a disadvantage on that? That comes under cover, mm. which we can talk about in the combat. Episode. Okay. Right, that, so is, that is a whole thing. Yeah, that is a whole thing. Subscribe if you like these episodes. <laughs> so, all right, we're just talking about looking around and looking at stuff yeah. in this episode. So, the this other is a pacifist way, episode. The pacifist episode, yeah. yeah. Raw pacifist run. So, <laughs> uh, the other one is heavily obscured. So, mm -hmm. not obscured, which is a JT original. Okay. <laughs> Lightly obscured. We'll, we'll trademark that. Yeah. So, wizards can't use it. We should go through all the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them a taste of their own books. <laughs> I'm sorry, we love you if anyone's listening. Uh, Send us free things. <laughs> We're so poor. <laughs> Uh, so All right, what's the next one? Heavily obscured. Mm -hmm. This is complete darkness, opaque fog, dense fog. It's like the same thing as the last thing, but more. <laughs> <laughs> the same, but different. Yeah, this is the this is the Mountain Dew like jacked up version of lightly obscured. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. So in terms of light, they give bright light, dim light, and darkness. Bright light, you're in the not obscured. Dim light, you're in lightly obscured. Darkness, you're in and heavily obscured. Okay. And heavily obscured means that you cannot see. So it doesn't give you anything of like, there's no perception checks that you're able to make or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're completely, it says you suffer from the blinded condition. Yeah. So that'll be a whole thing that we'll get to into the conditions episode. But it's basically, if you, you have a spell that says on a target you can see, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you can also fire arrows though into darkness with a disadvantage check. Okay. So that is in the combat rules. You can still kind of, can you swing violent, wild, wildly, I guess? As a barbarian, JT, you can. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to hit anything, but I'll still feel a little bit better. Yeah, you definitely can. You can swing wildly. And so we have had a player who uh, was able to cast a spell that requires sight with the blinded condition. And they did that by firing directly down. <laughs> oh yeah, we did do that. That was a thing. Yeah. So that is that is a kind of good thing because they they just chose themselves as the target and they know where they are. Yeah. So that's so... like like purely rules as written. I feel like it doesn't give you any way to do that, but that kind of makes but sense. But yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I fire at me. Fireball myself. Yeah. Die. Who's gonna stop me? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the. Base I kind of, of group these into two categories. Like I group it into like active and passive. The light is very passive. It's like this whole area tends to be the same sort of light. Maybe, yeah. maybe you'll have like a dark room, but if you're in this dungeon, it's like, okay, it's all dim light. Like That's a passive condition. Mm -hmm. Whereas the active ones are, like you say, the foliage, any smoke, mm -hmm. magical stuff, okay. shenanigans, those kind of things. So it's, I find it helpful to keep track of those two separately. Okay. Do you think that like you need to communicate exactly what kind of lighting is around very often to have your players like understand that they would have like 
or it would, I guess they would fight, figure it out if they try to do something. You're like, ah, you can't really see that well. Yeah, it's it's something that comes up quite naturally. Also, everyone has fucking dark vision, so it doesn't even matter. Right. If you don't have dark vision, you're a nerd and a human. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically everything has dark vision, so it barely matters within 30 feet for the most part. But we'll get onto that in a second. Is there anything else? That's it. That's like the base that we're working with with vision light. Okay, so do you want to start with dark vision for the yeah, next bit? Things that modify that include dark vision, mm -hmm. right? So if you have dark vision, which you do, mm -hmm. which you almost certainly do, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> then it means that you bump up a rung on that like little hierarchy of light. Yeah. So if you if it's if it's complete darkness, you can see as if it were dim light, and if it were dim light, you can see as if it were bright light within sixty feet of you. It depends on the uh, race. Different races may, different creatures may have different things. Yeah, so it'll, it'll tell you that. Yeah, it'll tell you. Like how much. Yeah. You have like one of the cooler dark visions or one of the lesser ones. <laughs> if you've got, you know, normal dark vision or little manlet dark vision. <laughs> yeah, little manlet dark vision. I thought it was almost always 60 feet, but I guess. Yeah, it, it is. Right? I've just seen some creatures that have 30 feet or yeah. sometimes even less dark vision. Yeah. One yeah. interesting thing from this, though, is the color, how it affects color. Yeah, it's all in gray. Yeah, I didn't realize that, actually. So, fuck your color puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? So I guess that doesn't come up very often, but maybe it might be useful when somebody's trying to like tail somebody at night and they're trying to like recognize them. That's maybe a really good thing I haven't thought of. Yeah, if you've if you're trying to work out what kind of I don't know city gang they're part of mm. or something like you can't see any of their colors. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Or if you like need to steal a certain gem from a, a, someone's jewelry and it's oh, like crap. oh, and they all oh look shit like dogs now. <laughs> so now I know how dogs feel. <laughs> Finally, you are enlightened. <laughs> so, what's the next one? Uh, we can talk about blind sight. Mm -hmm. So, if you have blind sight, that's kind of like they give examples of creatures like bats that have echolocation, or they say oozes. I've never encountered an ooze. Have you not? Is it like they a are classic? There's lots of oozes. There's yeah, there's lots of one of the demon lords is an ooze. No, one way. of the top demon lords. I, does is he a, have is a monologue that he's ooze? able to give you, or is it? Just no, like, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, roleplay that. I think I think he he lives on the same level of the abyss as the fungus demon lord that I showed you the picture of. That <laughs> yes. absolutely horrifying just the woman. Most cursed looking. Yeah, and he, they live on the same plane. So <laughs> yeah, it's just it. a plane. Yeah, it. it's just like nope, don't go there. Yeah, I'll, I'll drive through that plane. Thank you. <laughs> no Roll up the windows. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's blind sight, and uh, what they say in the rules is mm -hmm. that it's not affected by these kinds of conditions, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, so basically, if you can see without seeing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, if you can see with your ooze vision. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I've never thrown oozes at you before. They're such a classic. Yeah, are we giving you some ideas now? Definitely. <laughs> You're going to the jello like, room. Like, it's so jarring imagining, like, because everything else that you find in D&D are, like, creatures, right? Mm. They're, like, things with limbs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, like, stuff that, like, maybe you can even talk to these things. And ooze is just so jarringly, like, a gross... There's, to be fair, I just don't think I use them too much. There's things like, a, what is it, a, a gibbering mouth. This is one that I, I was just came across. I, I mean, like I a, knew it. It's a classic one. It's, it's from like first edition. you would call somebody at a bar. <laughs> it's 
basically this eldritch horror, which is just mouths and like black, <laughs> red, fleshy goo kind of thing. And it it walks by biting the ground oh, and moving. horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's awful. I'll show you some pictures of I mean, that's more in like the realm of like a Lovecraftian horror type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And ooze is just like a 70s dinner party. It's just like something <laughs> Fucking you Aspect. Your... It's Aspect. <laughs> I forget Aspect was a thing. What is Aspect? Aspect is the worst food. Basically, it's just <laughs> jelly, a savory jelly. I'm British, so we call it jelly, jello. Oh, yeah, yeah. The... Not jam. <laughs> it's a savory thi um, thing that it was very fashionable to suspend things in. Yeah. Sometimes it will be fruit. Sometimes, horror of horrors, it would be meat. Yeah, you put like and a whole would, turkey leg. Yeah, literally, yes! People would do this! It was horrific! You Google, and then it has the name, Aspec. All I think of with Aspec is either arsenic or asbestos. <laughs> Nothing good begins with those. Both probably be more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, for the love of God, let's move on. All right, so that's blind sight. <laughs> Uh, the last one in the vision category will be True Sight. So mm -hmm. True Sight is more like a creature who can see, but they can see the most see. Yeah, they can like they can just see. That is like opening your third eye, isn't it? Kind of deal. Yeah. So they can see through magical darkness, invisible creatures and objects, automatically detect visual illusions, and succeed on saving throws against them, and perceives the original form of a shapeshifter or a creature that is transformed by magic. So basically, if you're an illusionist wizard, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I see through everything. Me, <laughs> me, <laughs> Yeah, I'm the darkness guy. Well, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that, that's all kind of makes sense. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? But uh, you told me before that true sight is relatively rare. Yeah, true sight is pretty rare. And I kind of see that because it feels like a lot of your stuff would rely on being able to change the environment in this way. It feels yeah, it's it's really it. kind of like when the DM's really annoyed that you're... <laughs> all right, take this then. None of your stuff works anymore. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a polymorphing druid who keeps turning into flies. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we got next? Okay, so food and water. Mm -hmm. You need both. Mm -hmm. So this is basically how long can you go without one thing until you die? Sounds reasonable. Or I guess take so far. Yeah, those are horrific. We'll get to those in the status. <laughs> yeah, so the the numbers that they give you are kind of wonky. We were talking about it before, and it is a little weird. Like, not exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> so you need at least one pound of food per day. Christ. That's like the, the baseline. So basically, a pound boy. cake. Yes. No, that's a pound of each ingredient, isn't it? I have no idea. One I, pound of food a day? No, you need a pound That's not pound actually that cake. much. I guess it's fine. Yeah. yeah. The food part maybe sounds like one yeah. pound of food. Yeah, so a pound is like just under half a kilogram. Yeah, for our European friends out there. Fuck off. <laughs> for the rest of our the world friends yeah, out there. Yeah, well, they give pounds in D&D. &D, that's the official unit of measure. Yeah, that makes... I, I eat a pound of food. Yeah. Easy. That feels a little... That feels quite light for adventurers. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit on the light side, especially if you have that, like, you know, however many hundreds of pounds Goliath. Yeah. Like, And you're, maybe, like, trekking through wilderness? They don't give you any extra rules for, like, how much you're doing in that day, either. Yeah, fair enough. But That'll make sense. Once you start reaching, like, half a pound of food per day, mm -hmm. then that counts as half a day's worth of food. Mm -hmm. And that'll all amount to how long can you go without food. So you can go without food for a number of days equal to three plus your constitution modifier minimum of one. 
So for those minus three <laughs> constitu- Please they don't. exist. <laughs> you must constantly be eating. <laughs> you got to be hooked up to a KFC drip line. Oh, no, just like, oil into your it's veins. Just sliding out the other end at the same time. It's just one like exceedingly efficient machine. You are a tube. <laughs> but that's the number. So if you start having half rations, then they start counting against your... Okay, so you can prolong the inevitable. Yeah. Like, you can half the time, basically. Unless you eat less than half. Then if you eat less than half, you automatically get a level of exhaustion at the end of the day. Okay. So... Level of exhaustion is horrible. That's How do you get rid of that level of exhaustion? Just eating again? Yep. The second you start eating, you're back to normal days. But... Oh my god, why didn't they tell you that survival training? <laughs> As soon as you spend one day eating a pound of food, you are right as rain. <laughs> <laughs> this one also gives you the modifier of you can't magic your way out of it either. So you can only okay. remove this exhaustion once you've eaten food. Okay, cool. And then the same applies to water. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where it's like, you need a gallon of water per day. A gallon. <laughs> one gallon. A ga- That's how many? That's like four liters, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's so that's... Big boy pack. Of- we can both eat on this because that's like one of those normal family bottles of coke is two liters even yeah. in the u.s well right? if you ever go to the gym i know some of you guys are out there so <laughs> <laughs> doing your body good you'll see at least like one dude with those with like, a gallon jug milk of jugs of water Fuck, a gallon of, of water every day yeah. I mean, like, if you're, I guess if you're running all day, every, well, but you don't need more food. That, the thing is, they do give you, if it's hot, I mean, they don't say anything about physical exertion, but if it's hot, you need double that. Two gallons <laughs> of water a day. You'll just become a fountain at that you're point. Just boy. lay down and go, fucking Christ. Dandy wants to make sure that you are hydrated. <laughs> I just, is that crazy? Listeners, write in. <laughs> Tell me. That sounds insane. For People just start writing to us. Like, like if you are really into water and stuff. Find out that we're actually the weird ones and that, like, everyone else is like, <laughs> Everyone else. We're just dehydrating okay. ourselves. We look like two razors. Oh, that's. Oh, I'm here sipping. I've, I've got, like, my 400 milliliter glass and I'm like, hmm. Quenching. <laughs> yeah. Little do I know, yeah, I'm going to die. That. You need to start chugging that soon. Because if you have the same rules kind of as the food, yeah. if you have half of that, then you... Actually, if you have half of that, you have to succeed on a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Oh, so you get a chance to save it. Yeah, it gives you like... A, and it's, it's every day though. So whereas food, it's like, this is how many days you can go. And that's mm. up to your constitution modifier. Mm-hmm. With water, it's like every day you have to be making your DC 15 con save. I mean, if you, that means you could like theoretically go forever without water. That is one of the weird consequences because it doesn't go up. Does it not right? increase? It does say though that if you have access to even less water, so less than half of a gallon. Oh, is that so? If you've got half a gallon. So Sorry, if you I have half that. a gallon. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So you can go forever on like you know. Like yeah, Gandhi you're just drinking levels. your own piss at that point. <laughs> yeah, if you're on like your shipwrecked style, like <laughs> okay, that ma- yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. If right. you have less, if you have less, then you automatically get one level of exhaustion. Okay, that makes sense. Day. So you'll die in like five, six days. Well, even faster because if you already have one or more levels of exhaustion, you take two levels of exhaustion the next day. 
Yikes. So yeah, that's three days. That's the classic, isn't it? Three yeah. minutes without air, three days without water. Yeah. Such as deep. Three weeks without food. Sure. It's probably exact. Oh no, it's like three hours without water, three days without food. Wait, three hours without water? It, it's like if you do that, it, it's not like you die after three hours, but it's like you, your body starts making you weaker and your chances of survival. Three go down, hours? I think. Yeah, something like that. I could be wrong, but I, it, it does go up like minutes, because three minutes, you can't go three hours without air. <laughs> so it definitely starts in minutes. <laughs> it's always three. <laughs> and it is always three. And I thought they just went up in like those steps. Ah, I'll look at it after. Hey all, future Toby here. Past Toby was chatting utter bollocks. Turns out it's three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, and three weeks without food. All right, back to the show. All right, so anything else to touch on before we Those are all the previous subjects for today. The last bit, they give you a bit called interacting with objects mm -hmm. that I would rather rename how to break stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it basically just gives you a set of examples on like what happens when you interact with certain things. Yeah. But the only like, rules that it introduces are the fact that objects can have armor classes and your DM determines what kind of armor class there is. There's probably lookup tables. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And uh, once it reaches zero hit points, so it also has an amount of hit points, then it breaks. Simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, that's all we've got for the environment yeah. episode. And like a deflating balloon. <laughs> you finished the last bit. All right. So that's it for today, I guess. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Yeah. Join us next episode for social interaction. Oh, Maybe. God. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a mini series. Unless we decide something different. <laughs> all right. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.